everyone is obsessed with the dumbest shoes ever made. Elon Musk threw a temper tantrum and fired an employee because his view counts have dipped. And would you be surprised to hear that a reality show based on Squid Game was a horrific mess? We're going to cover all of that and more on this week's episode of News Dump, but we should definitely start out with the most controversial announcement in the media this week. The class war that is raging inside the minds of the executives over at AMC Theaters, who in a moment of sheer brilliance decided to break the glass and smash that big red desperation button by announcing what appears to be a last ditch effort to save the company. We're bringing segregation back, but we're <laughs> yeah. doing it in a in new movies. cool way mm -hmm. at the movie theater. Honestly, we're just surprised that it took this long for a movie theater chain to finally adopt the commercial airlines method of seating assignment. Yeah. The one that everyone loves. It, yeah, widely uh, loved. Uh, but yeah, that's basically what AMC Theaters and their CEO with two first names, Adam Aaron, have announced. You could sit in the, the first class or comfort plus section, but mm -hmm. obviously <laughs> that's going to cost you extra, yeah, buddy. Of course. I mean, look at it. Yeah. You can still see the movie without getting an upgrade. Of course. Um, yeah. you'll, you'll just have to do so from the worst seats in the house, typically the front row. And we're gonna put a bathroom right there for no reason, just so you smell it. Yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. Uh, and uh, those chairs, they don't lean back, so you have, to, you have to crick your neck the entire time. And if you're in the absolute worst seat in the house, the front corner, we're just gonna bring a beverage cart in for no reason, just smack your knee. Yeah, your elbows, just get Just remind you that the edge is there. You have to pay extra if you don't want uh, people coming in and ruining the theater experience for you. Yeah, I mean, like, if they're doing this, they might as well, AMC, just go all the way with it. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Allow people, scalpers, to purchase the great seats for big movie screens and then allow them to resell those seats on an AMC-owned and operated ticket reselling service where the company gets a cut of each transaction. Wow, that's uh, diabolical. Yeah. It is. <laughs> they I haven't done that yet, but how how are we better at capitalism than these billionaires? Yeah, if not for this conscience of mine. Yeah. Oh, baby. Well, here's the news regarding this universally disliked plan from Variety. The country's largest exhibition chain is rolling out Sightline at AMC. Oh. What a terrible, <laughs> aggressive name. Yeah, because when you sit in our shitty seats, your Sightline's going to be ass. You can't see shit. <laughs> uh, it's a ticket pricing initiative based on seat location within the auditorium. Similar to music concerts, sporting events, or Broadway, moviegoers will have the option to pay more or less for admission depending on where they choose to sit in the venue. In effect, front row seats will be available at a lower price, while seats in the middle of the theater will be available at a higher price. Wow, this, sounds simple. This is already fucking insane. Like, I've been so spoiled by, like, uh, L.A. movie theaters that actually, like, cater to the cinephile experience mm -hmm. uh, that just don't have the front, like, four or five rows that mm -hmm. a standard theater has. Every time I would go into a, like an AMC or a Regal, I'm like, damn, imagine sitting there. Imagine just watching an entire movie with your head cranked 90 degrees. Also like being conditioned to know that there's around 30 minutes of ads at a normal movie theater and then yeah. going to something like Lemley or Alamo and uh, like, All right, let's get, let's let's get the show go. started. <laughs> would you like a beer? <laughs> yeah, so uh, according to their reporting, there will be three different seat pricing options. Oh my God. The first is standard sightline, described as the seats that are the most common in auditoriums and are available for the traditional cost of a ticket. Then there's value sightline, referred to as seats in the front row of the auditorium, as well as select ADA seats in each auditorium. Wait. And are available at a lower price than standard sightline seats. Okay, so. I'm assuming, so I guess they're, I'm assuming they're charging wheelchair users less in, and rather than just being like, hey, go sit in the wheelchair area. Bring yeah. your own chair, fucker. 
This it, is fucking stupid because these movie theaters don't make any money on tickets. They yeah. make all their money on concessions. So they're pissing off yeah. and confusing their customer base for what I imagine is going to be a very marginal gain. Yeah. The third option is preferred sightline, which are the seats in the middle of the auditorium and are priced at a premium to standard sightline seats. AMC Stubbs A-list members will be able to reserve seats in the preferred sightline section at no additional cost. Yeah, uh, and hopefully they have their own entrance with their own, like, uh, you know, velvet rope. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, they do have that at the concessions now. They have the gold yeah. rope for uh, no, you they, know, the Stubbs Segregation members. is already in effect at the mm -hmm. AMC theater chain. Yeah. They, they need to have, like, the, uh, you know, you know how airlines have the, the lounge for uh, members. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, the Sky Club. Yeah, they need to have the, a Sky Club at AMC. Yeah, soon enough they won't let uh, normies into the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Nobody. Only rich people say, can yeah. drink. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's really just an initiative to increase AMC A-list membership, which is still a penalty on people who don't go to the movies all that often or are technologically challenged, which is also a big issue. Imagine being a normal person who doesn't follow the news or maybe only sees a handful of movies a year and being faced with all of these options suddenly when you finally head down to the theater to see the latest marvel blockbuster or whatever yeah first of all sorry you didn't book anything in advance on the app so there's either no seats left or only seats in the front row or if there are seats left you'll you'll have to pay more to sit in a section where you can actually comfortably watch the movie regardless of whether the theater's packed or not yeah and uh we will have a police an armed police officer in there with night vision goggles on making sure none of you little freeloaders mm -hmm. try to sneak off into any of the good seats that just happen to be empty because they went on sold. Well, the night vision goggles Bam. are only used if there are people who paid for the preferred section so that their movie isn't interrupted. Now, if no one has paid for the preferred section, lights on. we bring the lights on or, or blind. What are you doing? Flashlights and, and checking what are during, you doing? The, during the movie. Uh, also, yeah, there is a separate line for A-list members at concessions, so you have to wait twice, twice as long to spend more money on overpriced snacks if you manage to miss out on that for the last like couple of years. Uh -huh. um, that's a thing, and it's it's real annoying as a non-member. I'm like, all right, well, I uh, hope we make it. Yeah, <laughs> That line looks wide open, but yeah. okay. Seems like a foolproof plan that absolutely will not blow up in their face, especially amidst an unstable economic climate, and for an activity that has been in decline for years anyway because of rising costs and the fact that you can most... You can watch most movies like a fucking week after they come out on the TV. This is one of those things that might break people into just being like, well, I'm just never going to go to movies again. I'll just watch from the comfort of my own home. Yeah. And, uh, you know, deal with the fact that, oh, I can only watch it on whatever size people TV have, uh, 70 inches or something like mm -hmm. that. So, but let's read from one of the AMC executives' smarmy quotes regarding this new policy. Sightline at AMC more closely aligns AMC's seat pricing approach to that of many other entertainment venues, offering experience-based pricing and another way for moviegoers to find value at the movies, said Elliot Hamlish, executive VP and CMO at AMC Theaters. While every seat at AMC delivers an amazing moviegoing experience, wrong. we know there are some moviegoers who prioritize their specific seat and others who prioritize value moviegoing. Sightline at AMC accommodates both sentiments to help ensure that our guests have more control over their experience so that every trip to an AMC is a great one. Listen, we've been in this business for a long time. We know sometimes they're not even there for the movie. They're there for a hand job. Yeah. And for those people, <laughs> their view of the screen, their sightline isn't all that important. It's secondary. Who yeah. cares? They're there so that they can have privacy and comfort to do a little bit of slight exhibitionism mm -hmm. and get off. So, yeah, we'll tell you what. People are 
going to have a better experience thanks to this policy because many will simply find something better to do. Or, like we said, watch a movie from the comfort of their own home. You have forced their hands. Yeah, there's a lot of content. Uh-huh. No one needs to see a movie anymore. <laughs> Unless it's Avatar. Have you seen it yet? No, I never will. <laughs> yeah. Well. I, got, I, got, I got plenty of screensavers on my computer already. <laughs> well, and you do have a high frame rate screen, so you're all set. Do I? Well, if you're using your gaming monitor. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, as you could have guessed, it's not just us who thinks this policy is stupid and exploitative. Everyone disliked that. Even Elijah Wood, who responded to the news with his own accurate analysis, tweeting, The movie theater is and always has been a sacred democratic space for all, and this new initiative by AMC Theaters would essentially penalize people for lower income and reward for higher income. Thank you, comrade Frodo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, outside of the Shire, the consensus was the same, with a general response so negative that the CEO had to step in and try to calm everyone down, saying in a series of tweets, we announced AMC will be testing in three cities sightline at AMC seating. For evening movies, three zones of seats with slightly different prices. Preferred up to $1 or $2. Standard no change, value down $2. Oh, there you Most go. Most seats, about two thirds of the total, at the standard level with no change. In inflationary times, costs rise, so prices rise. Heroes rise. Under the old system, our only option was to raise prices on all seats. Sightline Thank lets you, us... benevolent Adam Aaron. Sightline lets us raise prices only on our most popular seats. But we can also hold the line on standard seats and actually cut prices on value seats. Theaters selling tickets price their products this same way. Think about sports events, concerts, live performance, and Broadway theaters. Yet this is a big change for movies, and we fully realize people resist change. We will carefully monitor reaction by moviegoers during the test. So you need to go down there with a can of beans. <laughs> and, and a toothpick. Yeah. One, one bean at a time, because that's all you can afford Next after AMC paying the movie. movie you go to, I don't care what it is, you show up like you're seeing the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're going to be, I mean, that's the full experience. Yeah. You have to be really involved. Just throw forks, like you're seeing... Uh... Uh, the Room throwing spoons? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is it, what, they I think of... it's The Room and throwing spoons. Yeah. Well, Anyways, yes, it's going to become a more involved experience yeah. if you're paying that premium. You make them earn that money. But look, the comparison between concerts and sporting events, even Broadway shows, is so obviously disingenuous considering how much production, coordination, staffing, and everything else goes into those types of other live events. Yeah. Uh, concerts fill venues, big and small, but require multiple uh, dozens, in some cases, highly specialized staff, and the band has to get paid as well. Sporting events are typically massive productions with an almost incomprehensible amount of logistics. Broadway shows are movies in real life with actors, stagecraft, and more. And this is all without even mentioning that these types of entertainment happen once or twice per day at most. Sporting events, one per day with uh, the odd doubleheader. Broadway musicals, maybe two shows per day? Concert? Typically one a night, with some days off in between all of that. Yeah. Movies, as you can just do as many screenings as they can fit into a day with a lot less overhead. Um, also, and they're just hit and play, really. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there are... They are cleaning up the theater, getting the cum off the seats, and off in, the cheap seats. And in some theaters, not AMC, but some theaters, there are projectionists still. But, like, look, it's, yeah. not, it's not even comparable. You can't even compare it to, like, a, a Rams game or yeah. or a Dodgers game or whatever in well you know they charge premium for those seats and it's like first of all they've been doing that forever second of all like 
the logistics of any of those things versus a movie theater screening, one screening. Also, I will say, um, the price of sporting tickets in this country is fucking absurd. Yes. If you look at how much uh, sports tickets cost anywhere else in the world, it is insane Yes, how e expensive they are here. Everyone hates those <laughs> pricing models, too. Yeah. It's not like everyone loves that. And concerts. Like, yeah. these are all, like, it's, we are in our own fucking bubble here, but, like, you go to Canada, England, France, like, anywhere in Europe, and it's like, oh, you can see a fucking soccer game for, like, I don't know, 20 bucks. You can see a yeah. concert for a band that it would cost three times as much to see in the United States at a, same, a similar size venue. It's, in in the United crazy. States, you rely entirely on the desperation of others to get uh, modestly priced tickets yeah. the last second that they're available. But, um, yeah, it goes without saying that the comparison is dumb because everyone hates those other ticket pricing models as well. Yeah. It's just a piss-poor argument from a big baby full of piss. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And that's not to say that those theater chains aren't losing money. Yeah. Um, they certainly are. But that's also because of market trends and the stunning availability of content to your average consumer. If anything, this is better news for the studios because if people protest these upcharges and choose to just watch from home, where the movie will be bundled with thousands of other offerings whenever they want, <laughs> a month after the movie comes out, yeah. easy choice. But it's even sillier when you look at AMC's operating costs, their most recent earnings reports, and how much money just the CEO makes. From their most recent earnings report, and remember, this is just for a quarter of the year. It looks like AMC brought in a billion dollars. But the net income of that was negative $226 million. Adam Aaron took home nearly $20 million alone by recent reports. A lot of that based on performance, which, um, gotta say, losing $226 million in a quarter seems like pretty poor performance, if you ask me. Maybe all those millions of bonuses could have been used for uh, literally anything else. It's so funny that like 10% of their uh, negative income is just the salary of one executive. Yeah, if someone who's good at the economy, uh, please help me out here. Yeah. Where, where can I where can I make some changes? Um, but yeah, we should probably pivot out of this because there's plenty more to talk about today. And the general consensus for the AMC pricing uh, adjustments is already unanimously negative without any further explanation needed. Yeah. Everyone disliked that. This is what Twitter is for. <laughs> it's for yelling at companies. That's really all it is. Yeah. It's not like the de facto public square. It's just the place people go to let companies know they're pissed off in ways they previously couldn't. Yeah. You couldn't, you know, no one's going to like pick it outside of an AMC, but... Well, you, they might. You can log on and call Adam Aaron a fucking idiot. And, you know uh, things are getting really bad. Uh, they haven't gotten there yet, but you'll know things are really bad when they topple the Batman statue in front of the AMC Burbank. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a sad day. Anyway, but, uh, uh, if, you live in a, if you're lucky enough to live in a town with, like, I don't know, an Alamo draft house or something like any that. Any indie uh, theater, Lemley. Those places seem to be doing all right, and it's weird. They offer a premium service at a premium price. But, Same movies. But you get what you pay for. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, it look, in the meantime, we'll uh, continue to watch the big chains flounder and potentially fail and cheer on the resurgence of indie theaters. Please find the ones in your town. Uh, but why would you pay for entertainment at all? when you can watch the former richest man in the world publicly embarrass himself for free every single day. Now, that's right, we're talking about Elon Musk again, because for a little while there, he'd, he'd kind of fallen off. 
This Twitter file stuff was a dud with information that even the most basic users already knew about. You know, they got up to like the Twitter files, like volume 25. Like they, they just kept doing it and like the interest just One of these cratered. is going to hit for yeah. sure. Uh, then there's the drama about his flight tracking. That had come and gone. And he was left alone to run a company that he was forced to buy for tens of billions of dollars. Everyone just stopped caring. This week was different, and aside from the platform being rendered unusable for the better part of a day, Elon also got extremely upset at what appears to be falling metrics, specifically related to his own personal account, which made him very, very upset. Uh, yeah, this is a real peek in the si in, inside the mind of a very petty, insecure person. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're just going to read from the reporting published by Zoe Schiffer and Casey Newton over at Platform because it is maddening, but also kind of funny yet highly predictable. Mm -hmm. uh, link to the full article, as always, down in the description. Go support their work. Here we go. For weeks now, Elon Musk has been preoccupied with worries about how many people are seeing his tweets. <laughs> On Tuesday, Musk gathered a group of engineers and advisors into a room at Twitter's headquarters looking for answers. Why are his engagement numbers tanking? This is ridiculous, he said, according to multiple sources with direct knowledge of the meeting. I have more than 100 million followers, and I'm only getting tens of thousands of impressions. One of the company's two remaining principal engineers offered a possible explanation for Musk's declining reach. Just under a year after the Tesla CEO made his surprise offer to buy Twitter for $44 billion, public interest in his antics is waning. Employees showed Musk internal data regarding engagement with his account, along with a Google Trends chart. Last April, they told him, Musk was at peak popularity in search rankings indicated by a score of 100. Today, he's at a score of nine. Oh. Engineers had previously investigated whether Musk's reach had somehow been artificially restricted, <laughs> but found no evidence that the algorithm was biased against him. Musk did not take the news well. You're fired. You're fired, Musk told the engineer. So yeah, this is also amidst what appears to be constant downtime and random glitches with the service itself, which has prompted error messages that indicate that users have reached their tweet or follow limit for the day. And while it's almost certainly just a glitch, considering it's happening randomly, it also appears to be a planned feature for users who don't pay for Twitter Blue. AMC, Twitter, they're, bake, they're both making similarly brilliant this, businesses. This feels like the end of this like microtransaction culture because it, it's gone so far beyond ridiculous that like nobody yeah. I feel like is going, because the people who would participate in it are aware that they're being milked for every red cent. It's not like normies are going on Twitter and being like, oh, uh, Twitter blue, I should sign up and pay money. Like, no, it's it's power users. People they, who are aware of and how so many, they're being exploited. So many people called this too. Like there's uh, a lot of people quote tweeting themselves with tweets from like two months ago where it's like jokes like, oh, you've hit your tweet limit, uh, $4.99 for like 20 gems and one gem gets you five tweets or like half of a retweet. <laughs> the funny part <laughs> about this too is like this is coming out, uh, the glitches are happening and then like today, Twitter's like, boom, hey guys, remember when we were talking about character limits? We, we increased the character limit. The thing that everybody asked for, it's here. Are you excited? You're not? Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, we, we covered all the API stuff in our most recent episode of Tech News Day, but according to the Twitter dev account, this is a new form of free access will be introduced as this is extremely important to our ecosystem, limited to tweet creation of up to 1,500 tweets per month for a single authenticated user token, including login with Twitter. So, I mean, that amounts to around 50 or so tweets a day. Um, Which is, it's a lot of tweets, that's but... That's a lot for me, but that's, yeah. I guess, probably fewer than the site's power users 
addicts typically post. Mm -hmm. It should also be noted that Twitter as a platform relies entirely on the content of its users. So restricting the creation of that content, I don't know, seems a little bit fucking stupid (laughs) and backwards, but hey, we just don't have that billionaire mindset. Yeah. I'm wondering, does this also, does the 50 per day limit also include replies? Because that's going to eat that up really quick. Like, I I barely use Twitter. I was pretty active during when do, Elon took over because it was like... Over? Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Like the, rollover credits? Exactly. Uh, but no, during, like, October leading up to it, November, December, it was... I was rubbernecking. Like, but, this is only going to work on the most, like, depraved Twitter addicts. Yes. Most people, if they possibly hit some sort of tweet limit, they're like, all right, well... I'm going to log off. I'm going to do anything else right and, now. And much like the service outages... Being away from Twitter, for the most part, will make people realize that they don't need it, and it actually has a negative effect on their lives. I wonder, I, I'm going to call this right now, just in case. I'm going to Nostradamus this. Mm-hmm. You know how, like, you know how, like uh, paywalled news websites, uh, you know, usually they, they paywall you right away, but the really crafty ones let you, like, read, like, two paragraphs <laughs> before it, like, just sort of, like, fades away. It's like, ooh, oh, were you trying to read that article? Well... Yeah. Oh, not so fast. So it'd be great if, like, the Twitter thread, like, after you scrolled, like, past, like, 10 tweets, it just, like, grays out. It's like... (laughs) To continue this thread, please pay $1. Yeah. Insane. But uh, with Twitter out of the way, let's check in and see how things are going on a platform that is absolutely crushing Twitter in nearly every measurable metric. TikTok. Over on TikTok, a user was recently called out for wearing a Third Reich medal. Oh, my God. This fucking person. And instead instead of just making literally any other decision that user decided to let everyone know that they are in fact hitler reincarnated so i need to tell you guys a little something about me and you can call me crazy you can call me whatever you'd like any name under the sun but i'm very in tune with my past and my past lives and lifetimes that i've lived before this one my last life just so happened to be a very infamous one wow Top quality content and recording recording the video in front of their stuffed animals as well. I mean, that's just like Hitler would have done. Yeah, if Hitler had been born in any other, you know, if Hitler had been born today, not only would he not have uh, killed millions of people, he probably would have just, um, he would have collected Funko Pops and yeah. <laughs> had a fursona uh-huh. and um, just been a small bean. Hitler would be very upset about the evolution of art AI. Yeah, he would. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he spent so long, um, you know, Learning the craft, doing his like uh, homestuck uh, uh-huh. art on Tumblr, and now there's gonna they think a machine can come through. Yeah. This calls for a final solution. Uh, so the TikTok generation is obviously doing very well. So we can move on again to the rest of the news from the insane world of media this weekend. What the fuck are those? What are those? <laughs> well, they're the hottest new trend in footwear, Elliot. Uh, step aside, Kanye West. I feel so lost. Move over, Michael Jordan. The next evolution in designer footwear has arrived, and yeah, it makes you look like a cartoon character. That's Astro Boy over there. Uh, Don't mind him. So to be fair, these stupid fucking things, they were released by Mischief, which is a company whose entire goal is going viral with what amount to art projects. And they're the same company that debuted the satanic shoes with real blood in them that... uh, Little Nas X, uh, you know, he was promoting Satan, and it was very scary. Uh, Just like how Ed Sheeran was promoting Satan. Satan is real, and he is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's coming for your kids. Someone Uh, reached out to the, uh, the, I I hate getting them confused, Uh, the Satanic Temple guy? 
to, just for comments on uh, what do you think of this? Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's way more important things yeah. to talk about. So yeah, the whole point with Mischief's products is to get people talking, and it's working. But there also seems to be a general obsession with these latest shoes as well. Here's more from the New York Times. The boots were created by Mischief, a New York-based collective with a rich history of trolling consumer culture, sometimes doing so by selling consumer goods. Images of the boots, which are expected to go on sale next Thursday, have captivated Twitter and TikTok with their absurdity. Big red boots are really not shaped like feet, but they are extremely shaped like boots, the brand said in a news release. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, the reporting continues adding that they are, in a word, cartoonish, seemingly by design. Mischief calls the shoes cartoon boots for a cool 3D world. Online, they have been compared to the footwear of the anime character Astro Boy and of Boots, the helpful sidekick of Dora the Explorer. They began appearing on social media this month in images from a photo shoot featuring the model Sarah Snyder and on the feet of the Oklahoma City Thunder guard Shy Gilgis Alexander. On TikTok, they racked up more than 20 million views. Commentators mocked the boots. Headlines declared them stupid, absurd, and divisive. Mischief rejected the idea that the boots were a joke. It's not a satire, Mischief said in a statement to the New York Times after declining to be interviewed. But what's interesting is that we're at a moment in time where it doesn't have to be. The group said the cartoonish aesthetic has been mainstreamed enough to make the big red boot legible as, you know, a boot. I'm going to take one of these boots down to a, a warehouse and I'm going to say... You better tell me where Roger Rabbit is or you're getting the dip. <laughs> you just hold it over the acid. Whoa. Whoa, the he doesn't want to go in. Look, folks. Very scared. Yeah. What a traumatic movie to see <laughs> as a child. Really fucked up scene. It explains so much of how millennials act. Yeah. But look, we all laughed at Crocs when they first started going mainstream. And they've taken over the world. And they are comfortable. I got my Margaritaville Crocs at home. But I, only for I've, special I've occasions. I've never worn a Croc. <laughs> and you never will, I assume. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you should get the. You would like the real tree Crocs when they first they hide your feet. It's so funny because when they first came out, like twenty years ago. Yeah. It took a long time for them to be like. I think first they were ironically cool, and then they were just cool. But like when they first came out, they were like for old people. Yes. Who have like bunions on their feet. <laughs> yeah, it was like they did come out around the same type uh, time as a as, as a boot that kind of uh, resembles this new boot, which is the UGG. Yeah. And, the, and the Uggs are still around. They are. Short are they? for ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Ugly. Uh, so will these very dumb boots do the same? Will they become the next big thing? Probably not. But it would still be pretty funny to see someone wearing them with a straight face. Loser! Also, someone should tell Tucker Carlson that these are actually going to replace normal boots and just watch him go nuts. Yeah. It'll be fun. Though he is far too preoccupied with Jill Biden kissing Kamala Harris's husband to pay attention to anything else right now. It was the starting... Uh, uh, monologue for his show Thursday night. Uh, very important stuff. I think they, they titled it The West Swing. I mean, it would be actually pretty awesome if those two families were uh, wife swapping, but I guarantee you they are not. I would love a White House polycule. I think it's what America needs to yeah. heal. Yeah. Kamala Harris, do not come. <laughs> Kamala Harris. Do not come. Oh. Anyways, finally today, Squid Game. A show that feels ancient, thanks to our completely skewed perception of time. That came out, what, 50 years ago? Yeah, yeah. still waiting on that next season. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a show that was so popular that it was completely unavoidable, and of course caused people to wonder what a real-life version of the competition would look like. And then Mr. Beast did it. And just every, went out and did it. And every, every production company went, damn it? <laughs> Shit. So, yeah, I mean, you could never actually recreate it because of all the death and dismemberment. Mm -hmm. Unsurprisingly, though, a Squid Game reality show was attempted. 
but it was apparently a nightmare for everyone involved and appears to have been completely rigged from the beginning. This is, it's wild. This is the, the fire fest of game shows. And apparently still in production or, or just wrapping up. Shooting so. in England in the winter in sub-zero temperatures in a giant aircraft hangar with no heating. Well, then they can't blame it, it on the producers. It's obviously just that, uh, yeah, we're working with what we got. Anyway, here's Vice with more. In a tidy bit of metaphor making, players who competed in a game show based on Squid Game, the Netflix hit about sadistic rich people who entice people in debt to suffer for their amusement with the promise of a cash prize, say the process was a disaster, with several participants experiencing apparent medical emergencies due to cold weather in England during the filming. Their stated experiences seem to line up with earlier reporting by British tabloid The Sun. Netflix has denied that anyone experienced any serious injury during filming. A player also told Motherboard that the game appeared to be scripted from the start, making participants essentially unpaid background characters who had no chance whatsoever in the game. Quote, I started to realize this was never a game I could win, a participant told us. I'm not a contestant. I'm an extra. Yeah, and uh, they, they went about this in just like... The really most blatantly things. obvious like, way. Uh, here's your mic pack, and here's you, TikTok uh, influencer. Yeah. Here's your real working mic pack. Hey, my, uh, not, my light's not on, and there's no batteries in it. Anyway, the story continues. Squid Game The Challenge was announced last year. It's currently being filmed at a former military base in Bedfordshire, just outside London, and the winner will supposedly be awarded $4.56 million. The production is massive, with 456 players at the outset. They are competing in elaborately staged versions of familiar children's games like those in the original production, with the distinction being that unlike those in the hit show, these aren't supposed to be truly dangerous or lethal. Mm. So the outlet spoke to one of the contestants on the show who said the following, among other things. My understanding was it was going to be similar to Squid Game, the participants said. We'd be put in uncomfortable situations, living with 456 people and trying to form alliances. Except there would be no tolerance for bullying or harassment or physical violence or you potentially getting killed. So the real world, but a little more intense. That's how I understood it. <laughs> Quote, it seemed like there was complete chaos and disorganization. It didn't seem like a well-oiled machine. People around me were stressed. You are not allowed to speak to any other players whilst in the hotel. Our security and welfare teams will be around to monitor this during your activities and mealtimes. The participants said they were fitted with a lime green wristband and reprimanded by production staff for speaking to anyone else in the hotel who was also part of the game. At dawn, they were loaded onto a freezing cold bus and transported to the filming location, an enormous airplane hangar. They were reprimanded again for talking to each other on the bus. Temperatures were below freezing outside, and it felt even colder in the hangar, the participants said. Uh, and yeah, it was there, the participants said, that they started to suspect the game might be scripted. Some people were given microphone packs that worked, while others had mics that weren't actually functional. And the article goes further into what appears to be the decision-making process regarding who would be featured and who wouldn't, um, basically indicating that the whole thing was rigged from the start, and that all the average people participating, the people who actually really need this money, and yeah. <laughs> we're, like, kind of depending on this. Well, you know, so this like, sucks, but at least I have a chance of, uh, uh, you know, uh, winning $4 million yeah, and potentially I, changing my life. Um, yeah, they're pretty much just background actors and seat fillers meant to enhance all the shots of TikTok stars and the people with more interesting backgrounds. Which makes sense logistically. Like, imagine, how the fuck would you film a reality show where you need to keep tabs on 456 people? Also, 456 people who, uh, are appearing on this show because they're desperate for the cash prize. Right, but like just logistically producing a show yeah. that has a narrative, like you would have to have, uh, and I've worked in reality on in the post-production side, 
you know, every episode of reality TV where you see like maybe a minute or two of like confessional footage of someone, that is taken from like 90 minutes of yeah. confessional. There's absolutely no possible way to do that with over 400 contestants. But they, were, they weren't they were honest with the people participating because if they were honest and just hired actual background actors or yeah. extras, this wouldn't have been a problem and you could have had some competition for the other people. But instead they're like, no. It wouldn't no. have been Squid Game either. Yeah, that's the thing though, is they had to have people believe, which is fucked up, believe that they had a chance at, in their minds, solving their lives' problems by winning this cash prize. Yeah. Anyway, they go further into the filming conditions here. It's fucking freezing, the participant told Motherboard. I can't move, and I'm trying to stop my body from shivering because it's below freezing. They had been told they would stand still during the game for about 10 minutes. To pass the time, the participants sang quietly to themselves and soon realized it had to have been at least 25 to 30 minutes. We would move for five seconds and stand still for another 20. After about an hour and a half, the participant said, someone collapses behind me. Another player called for a medic and was eliminated from moving. Jesus. I'm still ignorantly thinking it's a game, the participant told Motherboard. I'm like, oh my God, should I be a good person and yell medic and risk getting eliminated? And like, yeah, this is during the like red light, green light section, which like, again, logistically, for reality, it does not make sense. For a, a scripted show, like, sure. But for reality, they have to get coverage. Like nothing you see in a reality show is real time when it looks real time. Yeah. They only have so many cameras. And so this red light, green light thing, they're like, okay, go. Five seconds of running. And then they're like, all right, just stand still. We're going to get like... And nobody move for the... continuity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the slightest move will throw while out the it's entire freezing, production. You're not allowed to move while it's freezing. I just love, this is so funny because Mr. Beast just knocked it out. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like it was nothing. It's, yeah. And then went on to cure the blind. That's right. Something that only Fidel Castro but, had been able to do but before him. Don't ask about why this seemingly uh, cheap and uh, simple medical procedure is so prohibitively expensive for the people who have it. Don't ask about that. Just be Specifically in one country. Just be, uh, ha just be happy that Mr. Beast was here to save the day yet again. And that, uh, you know, in order to pay for the surgeries, they had to, you know, appear on a viral YouTube video. Right. Well, thanking, uh, you know, thanking the benevolent God. In this country, if you debase yourself enough, good things will come. You can get what you want. Look, no, I, I, I want to say, like, it is great that he cured. cured no, it is good. It's just like uh, the fact that, and I haven't seen his video. I'm just read what people have said about it yeah. but, the, but the fact that he doesn't he doesn't explore the deeper questions that a video like that raises and the biggest one is just like okay if it's so cheap and so easy why do we need mr beast to come and make this happen for all these people yeah why would... are people literally fucking blind when that would be solved, the point we solved yeah. cataract surgery decades ago in a country that's supposedly the richest, most powerful, uh, highest standard of living in the world. I think the funniest part of it was the thumbnail. Yeah, that thumbnail was absurd. It was just like a sick kid with like a, a wrapped bandage or whatever. And uh, it's like, oh, hello. My take, I thought the thumbnail uh, looked like the cover of uh, a early 2000s National Lampoon licensed uh, comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dorm rules. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he got a little too drunk and fell, <laughs> fell off the building. Dorm rules starring Mr. Beast. <laughs> yeah. But again, good for him. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, Squid Game. Squid Game, yeah. Uh, over a loudspeaker, production staff told people that if they needed medical attention, they should put their hands up to be attended to, the participant said. Players shouted back, saying that people who were in pain or not conscious couldn't possibly put their hands up. They're, they look fine to me. They're not even moving. <laughs> They're not calling out for help. Uh, production staff then announced that if someone around the players needed a medic, put your hand up and you won't be eliminated. 
From there, the participant said, people started dropping like fucking flies. They heard continuous cries of medic, medic, medic from every corner of the room. People were suffering charley horses and extreme cramps because of the cold, they said. People were throwing themselves on the floor because their feet couldn't move. It was getting ridiculous. They couldn't feel their feet or legs. The only reason why I didn't say fuck it and leave is because I thought I it was for $4.5 million. If at any point I'd realized I was basically an unpaid extra, I would have left. Uh, yeah, this is fucked up. One of the articles also talks about like a guy whose like legs completely fell asleep and then like he had to like walk up a flight of stairs to get out and of course like fell down the stairs oh, because yeah. his legs didn't work. Also, and this happens uh, illuminated more often than not in the military when people have to stand at attention. But uh, a lot of people don't know that if you lock your knees for an extended period of time, you will literally pass out. Yeah. And you, you kind of don't know that till you go through it or someone tells you. So if you're being told to stand completely still, first of all, you're already fucking freezing. And you, you and if you lock your knees and you keep it like that, down you go. Mm -hmm. But uh, maybe they're just faking it. Let's get the shot. Anyways, that, that actual uh, passing out, that looked really good on the camera. Can you do that again? Yeah, so this show has so much controversy around it already. It's probably not coming out for like three or four months. So it's uh, going to be real exciting to see how they try to spin this by the end. Look, the, if they're going for realism, I think that they've maybe nailed it. So I'm just excited to see what the actual the creator of Squid Game says about this because um, he already seemed a little frustrated that people, the sort of anti-capitalist uh not even undertones, overtones of his fucking show were just flying over people's heads and like, people were being like, Squid Game is about how communism is evil. He's like, what are you talking about? We're doing a reality show where we're gonna take some uh, really poor people and uh, tell them to hide in the basement of a rich family's house <laughs> and see how long it takes for them to get discovered. And if they make it six months, we're gonna give them $4 million. If they don't, a, we a crazy man's gonna come out and stab their kids. It's so many people miss the point with so many things. Going back to the Mr. Beast video, it's just like, there's a clear message that should be sent with this. It's great that you did this, but the message should be, we should be doing this for our citizens at no cost. Because the fact that people are blind and a quick surgery could fix them of that blindness, and also in capitalistic terms, if you want to use that angle, put them back to work, Right. It's like, it doesn't even make How sense. How much are they, as human capital, which I don't like looking at people like that, but yeah. apparently people do. Uh, how much are they making uh, as blind people That's versus true. Like, even if your motivation as like a society is purely just like profits and productivity, it would make sense to invest the modest amount of money and resources into putting someone who, through blindness, can't really do a whole lot uh, back to work. Just saying. <laughs> Why are we better capitalists than they are? I, I don't know, but it all sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> and at least, you know, when the target audience watches the show, they can sleep soundly knowing that the contestants did, in fact, suffer. So yeah. technically, pretty realistic. I like knowing that the people on my reality shows had a terrible time. Yeah, much like how, like, the, you know, the kids' gloves with uh, the Bachelor series doesn't make for good TV. You have to go back a couple of years when people were actually being exploited. Yeah, when they were giving all these people like 10 shots of rum mm -hmm. before uh, rolling the cameras. That's when the good I stuff I wonder happened. why everything was so much more entertaining as a purely like uh, sick fascination back then. Yeah. Huh. I liked it back when VH1 had a show called The Surreal Life where uh, on average like at least half the people that were on that show are now dead. Yeah, it's That like... was real reality TV. Yeah. <laughs> 
mental illness was exploited heavily during the 2000s for oh, reality. Yeah. It was, it was wild. It was wild. Anyways, uh, that's it for news dump this week. Uh, Draw your own conclusions of where we're headed as a country. But look, if you want to watch... AI will solve this. <laughs> Don't worry, AI will solve this. NFTs solve this. Uh, the, the AI Elon said Musk it, will solve this. AI said it was okay to put these people in a freezing cold airplane hangar and uh, make them pass out. So look, no humans were involved in the decision-making process, so we can get out of this scot-free. The AI could have prevented all of this if it had just said the N-word. But <laughs> it refused, <laughs> so... Wouldn't uh, do it. Yeah. Wouldn't do it. Uh, if you do want to uh, see more of our videos, please check them out over here. We have a new episode of Tech News Day about AI and also a recent episode of Weekly Weird News. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Make sure you like the video and leave a comment. Mm. And we'll see, we'll see you soon for more weird news. Bye-bye.